Hey guys, uh, welcome back uh, to the encounter of our Redeem LA, and I'm here. Uh, my name is Danny. If you guys don't know me, I've been here for a while. Um, we have Deb today, we have Osue, and we have Alanis today. And uh, we're today we're gonna talk about. Uh, I think, um, to my liking, I think this is really beautiful, and I think it uh, it applies to us like a lot right now since the Holy Spirit is moving. You know so thoroughly and not only thoroughly but like a lot in our lives uh lately and um today we're gonna talk about uh, the baptisms and when i say baptism we're gonna we're gonna hit baptism in water and then we're gonna hit baptism also in the holy spirit um so i think uh the first thing that i want to i want to hit was um uh just in in general of what is uh baptism and uh baptism is um a simple thing that you are submerged completely within water. Is that right, said? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I think that's correctly said. And we can see that in um, Mark 16, 16. I'm going to stop saying um in a bit. Just give me a second. Let me warm up. All right. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. So th this, is, this is Jesus speaking. And he's telling the people that believe in him that they must be submerged underwater. And we might think that this is a... Very like an earthly thought because you know washing your body. Yes, you we all take a shower at some point in our life. Yeah. Even if you don't shower every day, we shower at some point, right? right. And we think that what's the difference? But I like what you were saying that baptism uh, and water is a manifestation of what is happening within yourself. Right. That's why it's important, and that's why there's a lot of times in the Bible that people would believe and would quickly be baptized. Because in reality, that's how it goes. This, you should be accepting Jesus Christ in your heart and then going to the waters. Um, um, so, yeah. what do You, do you, you want to say something? I think you oh. want something to say. Well, I was just going to add that uh, also on top of everything you just said, which I, I love the manifestation from the outside. Um, although even if it's like brand new, right? Like it's still something so great has happened in your life that you can't wait to like tell people like, here mm. comes my new man. Here comes me being part of the new man. Um, yeah. Right, and I, I think like the thing we should also touch is that uh, it's an act of obedience, right? right? It's like the first thing that like God tests you on, like literally, okay, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and salvation comes through <coughs> faith alone, right? And, and right. grace. Um, and like the first thing he says is like, okay, you've been saved, can you obey me? Right, right, and and it's like okay, as an act of obedience, can you do it? Because a lot of people are like, but why? Does it does it matter? Does this do, do I have to? But yeah, it's an act of obedience. Just do. And some people even almost ask like, oh, if I shower, like, does that count? Right, but it's just a little bit more than just kind of you know throwing some water on you. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I wanted to say that there's kind of like, I don't want to say requirements, but like prerequisites of getting like baptized. One of them is uh, confessing your sins in Matthew 3, 5, and 6. People from Jerusalem and from all over Judah and all over the Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. So it isn't, you can go literally, they were in a river, but once you confess your sins, another one is repenting of your sins. And the last one is believing. Like, uh, I don't have the verse right now, but you can't get baptized. You can't just, if you take a shower, like you were saying, and you don't believe and you're just taking a shower, then it's that. You're just taking a shower. But it's that act, like you guys are saying, it's that spiritual act of believing, of saying, I want to be changed. I'm going to be renewed. I'm going to be different. 
And, you know, I was going to tell you, like, the figure that you do, right? Like, we are uh, dying with Christ, right? We are being uh, submerged. And you look at the water as a grave. And the grave, what is dying, is your old self, your your sin, uh, your sinful pleasures, uh, your desires. Um, if you steal the fact that you're a thief, if uh, you killed, whatever it is that you did, uh, it's staying in that grave and you rise. Not only do you die with Christ, you rise with Christ. And that's beautiful, right? Because in the world, when you sin, it leads you to death and you stay dead. But Christ promises, hey, die with me for a cool minute and then resurrect with me, which I think is so beautiful, right? Like just by simply obeying, um, it gives us something that's beneficial to ourselves. Like sometimes uh, when parents tell you to obey something, it's just because they don't want to deal with it, right? So it's like, yeah. no, like, can <laughs> I have candy? No, not because they don't want you to taste candy, but because they don't want you to have a sugar rush, right? right. And just be like jumping around like a mm -hmm. cycle, right? So it's just like, no, because it's not going to be convenient for me. But uh, God tells you, do this. And it's not like us being baptized is convenient for him. How, in what way does it help him, right? No. It's Even the acts us. of obedience that he asks us for is to be convenient for, for well us. It's for, yeah, exactly. That's what I was looking for. It's for our well-being, which I think is just... Amazing, and, and that I think that leads us to, to the point that just as he died in a public, in a public act, and he died on a cross, and he died in a very horrible death, and he wasn't ashamed of any of us. I think the same way that just as it's an act of obedience, Jesus also obeyed the Father. If you want, okay. if you recall, before he goes and before he's killed, he talks to the Father and says, "Father, if you may pass this cup for me, do so." And it was not about his will, because his will, he got scared, you know? He didn't want to die. And his the father's will was, no, you will go through it. So even him going through the cross yeah. is an act of obedience. And then him dying and being on that cross is a public act, which also has to be as a baptism. Because if we're signifying his death, which is our death, and coming back in you, then it must be a public act as well. And that is also in Matthew 3.15, um, which says, give me five seconds. It says, but when Jesus asked him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill our righteousness. And then he consented. This is what Jesus um, tells John the Baptist. Um, John the Baptist tells him, no, you should baptize me. And he tells him, no, 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 let everybody see that you baptize me. So it's a public act. He does it in front of everybody. Him being Jesus, did it, did it as a public act. Right. Yeah, and it's very important that it has to be public because we're, we can only be impacted from what we see and what we witness. If, we're, if we don't witness anything, then how can we know it's true? That's why whenever, for example, when we go back to the day of Pentecost, the reason why... I'm not going to go too deep, I promise. Um, the reason why it was so effective is because everybody saw and everybody can go, yeah, that is true. Also, when, when Jesus resurrected, he was, it was public. He was viewed by 5,000 people, and they all saw the same thing. So people can go like, oh, it's just a hallucination. Yeah. Or the apostles made it up. So it's very important that way can not just impact the people who participate, but those around them. And going back to what you said, it's or what we said, my correction. When we get baptized and it's, an inter it's a manifestation of our internal process, we got to remember that it's a symbol of what's happening, not just today, not just tomorrow, it's a constant process. Because mm. when we get baptized, we're being washed constantly from our sins and also washed constantly by the Word of God. Because if, we if we remember, and for, for example, 1 Corinthians 10, 4, it talks about how Christ is the rock that the Israelites took water from. Mm -hmm. And since the water is His Word, we're constantly being washed by His Word. And it starts from our head and it goes to our toes because 
first, like it says also in Romans 12, we've got to be renewed by our minds. We've got to think mm-hmm. differently. Amen. And yeah. baptism is that symbol of that renewal. And then it goes to our hands, which means our actions, meaning what we do every day to people, to ourselves. And then it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a habit. It becomes part of us. Right. Because now it's a habit. Because that's what, that's what you can um, prove what we are. Because if we do something automatically, we're not trying to go through filters. We're, we do it because it's natural. Yeah, it's a ritual. It's a ri- yeah, that's another word for it. And yeah. Yeah, I love that you were saying also in Colossians 2.12, it says, For we are buried with Christ and... Oh, for we were buried with Christ when you were baptized and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God you who raised Christ from the dead and then I so I love that you guys are saying that like it's a connection and also the part that you were saying how we shouldn't be sinning over and over again the uh, Romans 6 1 through 4 it says for when they should uh sorry for well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, we have to continue to live in it. Or have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For when he died, we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, we now also may live in new lives. So once we're baptized, it isn't just like go back to your sin you're living a new life and this is where you have to change and let go of all that stuff uh, you know what i was gonna say i i was i love what you're saying and i love what Josue said that uh, it also becomes something that for others to see right because it's right. a public act and it made me think of paul when he got baptized right right after the scales fell from his eyes right he rose and he got baptized uh, and this is in Acts 9, 17, 18, 19, 20, uh, and 21. And it says like, okay, so he ate food, right? And he was strengthened. But then uh, he went into the synagogues and started uh, proclaiming that Jesus is the son of God. And in 21, it says, and all who heard him were amazed and said, is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of right. those who called upon this name? And has he not come here for this purpose to bring them bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. And I think it's amazing because it won't always be a public um, like spectacle. Like, right. wow, look at him. Good for him. He died. Maybe people will be like, isn't that the same guy who used to curse all the time? Right. Or isn't that the guy who did this? But when we realize and when we understand why really we got baptized and who God is in our lives and that really the old man has died, what instead of us getting weaker and being like, oh, I'm so discouraged because people think I'm a sinner, you, you regain strength and you start thinking, oh, I cannot boast in things that I have done because I've done nothing good. But instead, I boast in what God has done for me, Amen. that I once was lost and now i'm found yeah. that i was blind and now i see right and it's literally why that song is amazing grace and just, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. and just, what, and just what you said that the fact that uh the fact that uh, you are found um the literally baptism has another me uh, has a meaning of uh, i'm like stuck but no i'm not stuck um like it has a meaning of god calling him your son for example when jesus was right. baptized the father came down and called him a son so when you when you said like lost yeah Yes, you took it out of my mouth. Oh my God, I'm sorry. It's okay. So you are recognized by the Father <laughs> that uh, you were once lost, and when He finds you, you are now. For example, it's like a, it's like those stories that you find um, that you know this guy was you know was raised with no father. Right. And the minute that a father recognizes you, like something in you kind of finally like, 
okay, now I know, like, who's my dad? And, like, right, you know, like, yeah. like, even if he doesn't ever talk to you again, you're like, okay, but I know I have a dad, right? That's exactly what happens. In the, in the, in the, in the fact that you said that you're lo- once we were lost and now we're found, that's what happens with baptism. God comes, the Father comes, and makes us his. He calls upon us. That's why the devil, after that, he tempted him because now he knew who to tempt. Before, um, if you guys see, uh, when Jesus was born, there was a time of Her- uh, the King Herod, and he just started killing babies, the firstborns of all the, all the, all the people in Judea. Right. And because, why? Because he didn't want this king to come through, to come to, to be king. So he started killing, but not knowing. He just started kind of killing out of nowhere. Yeah. But when Jesus was old enough to defend himself, and, and the father called him his son, then everybody knew who to attack. Everybody knew how to attack him, which is, is that way. That's, why, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, it's I, like it reveals your identity. Exactly. That's yeah. what if you get baptized and you have a hard time, I'm just like telling people, dude, welcome to the club, it. bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it's important. It's, it's beautiful at the same time. But I don't want to continue because, yeah, I don't want to continue. But if you guys don't have anything to say, I can continue. I, I can, actually. Yeah. And also, going back to, you know, parenthood. If you remember when Jesus confronted the Pharisees, they were saying we are so, we are sons of Abraham, and he, and Jesus said false because if you were sons of Abraham, you would do his works. So applying this example here, since we're sons of God, we would do his acts now, and that's why we kind of have people you know looking at us now, like what type of testimony are we going to give? And that's mm-hmm. why it's important to be baptized because after we get baptized, we have to give testimony. But not only that, we're able to because when we get baptized, we are. A new man, like you mentioned, Devora, and also we appeal for a, a new a good conscience. That way we're able to recognize wrong when wrong is happening. Right. And not do th- stuff through our human ways. Yeah. Right. I, I was going to say, Danny, that um, I, I mean, I don't really know who exactly listens to this, but I think one of like the. Um, because like even like in the summary of this uh, thing it said like the church is like cult like right and um if it is cult like then this is the coolest cult i've ever been in or the only one um but um i i just want to say that um i don't think there's like like you know how alanis was saying like there's like prerequisites but like it doesn't matter what you've done and which is what i love right because like in order to join a club it's like you have to be or a cult i mean i'm not really sure i, I don't know what the prerequisites for a cult are but i do know like for a club you have to be like let's say you're joining an athletic club you have to be athletic obviously right and i mean there's things that you have to to have but um in order to join this let's call it club this club that is mm-hmm. jesus christ and salvation and obedience and love and amazingness and grace uh you literally could be trash before you come here Mm -hmm. and when you come to him he renews that completely and there's people who are confused and thinking like um but what if i did this like is that like not forgivable or but what if i did this and i i just think like i I think it's important that we say that it doesn't matter who you were what you've done it doesn't matter if you've done things that would make all of us (gasps) gasp and uh awe and being like oh my god how dare they it does not matter because the only one's opinion that matters is jesus christ and once you've accepted him and you've repented he looks at you as if you were completely innocent like literally right out of the womb a new creature completely and um Sorry, Alanis, you want to say? Finish it. Uh, I I just wanted to say that I think it's important that we all uh, who are sharing the gospel of Christ, make sure we are so clear on this and uh, we are able to express that there really is no prerequisite to come to Christ. Come. Mm -hmm. The the requisite is come. Literally come and say you want something new. You want to be someone better. 
Yeah, I wanted to back you up. In 1 Corinthians 12, 13, it says, Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, and some of us are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share that same spirit. So it literally, it's... Don't think that, oh, like my past, I did this, this, and I can't come to church. No, because there's different people. We all struggle from different things, but we're all here for one purpose and we're all here for one thing. And that's to be with Christ. Because honestly, once you experience, once you have (coughs) that encounter with Christ, it's something that you don't want to ever leave. And you just want to stay here. Yeah, and you know what I was thinking right now? I was thinking this that there's a verse in the Bible that says that everything that happens in in the secular world, in the secular world, like in the in the secular world, like in the you know your flesh, like like right now, right? And um, everything that we do here is no, is something is nothing but a shadow of to what is spiritual, right? Right. And right. it's crazy because um, a lot of people don't believe that the the Holy the Holy Spirit the, the, they don't believe that baptism uh, existed in the in the in the Old Testament, and actually, in, it's incorrect because Paul says, if I'm not wrong, in Hebrews, that he says that when the Israelites passed through the Red Sea, they would pass through the Red Sea and they would get drenched. Remember, I, I think I explained to you guys before we started, but right. remember, I was saying is that if you guys see, just just put yourself in a position of when you guys get around a lot of water. It doesn't right. matter how it is; you still feel the mist. Now right. imagine an 100 foot wall of water. All that mist had to get you drenched and had to and even even there's a version of the Bible that says they even left out all the things that they didn't need and they left it there. They just took their cattle and their their most important belongings. And and it's so crazy because they were baptized as well. And that's the same thing that happens to us. Just as we go into the water and we are and we are uh, drenched, so is Israel drenched. Come they come out, they leave everything behind that they didn't need, and when they reach the end. Their past, which is our past, Egypt, which is our Egypt, which is our, our, our mistakes and our in the world, is following us. And when they're when Egypt, Egyptians are in the middle of the thing, the water collapses. And for us, when we are ripped out of the water, that means we leave everything and everything dies. And now we are brand new creatures. And with that said, we can see that Jesus acts acts and asks us an act in obedience of water just so we can understand and we can move on a little bit because i feel like we're getting stuck here and i don't want to be stuck in this place for much longer and i was going to tell you guys that he first says believe in me then he gives an act of obedience in water because it seems silly it seems almost like this is not what i want but that's not the point you being baptized in water is not the point the point is for your faith to be strengthened because the next one that comes is the one that matters right yeah. and the one that matters is the baptism of the holy spirit and 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 this baptism i was wondering i was just asking god right now i was like god why 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 divide them into two baptisms and now i understand and it makes sense and it becomes it just became a realm in my life right because one of them is a silly act but you have to go against what everything says and your soul says and your flesh says and what everybody says so you must have some sort of faith to do it but when the Holy Spirit comes, you already have the faith that you needed to come through. Right. right. So uh, almost God gave you, he forces you. Sorry. He almost tells you something to do so it can be received easier. 
And we can see it in, oh my God, I wish I had all my verses today, but we can see it in the Bible that we can see in Matthew that, that uh, oh my God, I'm going to start speaking and I'm not going to be able to stop, but let me just finish this. We can see that baptism is something very important. For example, we see that uh, Elizabeth uh, is, is prophesied up upon her and says that your son, John, will be baptized in the womb. And the funniest thing, and I think this is the most beautiful thing, is that John the Baptist, his name in the original is John the Baptizer. It's, it's well said as well. And, and John the Baptizer, it just blows my mind because after Elizabeth hears Mary, that she, was, she, was, she had a kid, which is Jesus Christ, she is completely filled by the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth. And so is the baby to the point where the baby is kicking her womb and kicking her and almost like talking with Jesus. And they're only a few months apart. They're only like maybe six or seven months apart. And what I see this is that when John the Baptist comes out of his mother, not only does he fulfill all the prophecies and all the things that God said before, he was a newborn, he was baptized in, in the, uh, um, what's it, what's it, I'm not, uh, yeah, what is it? The fluid. What is it? Oh, um, no, yeah, amniotic. Amniotic, amniotic fluid. Amniotic. He is baptized in the amniotic, one more time? Amniotic fluid, yeah. Amniotic I'm fluid. I'm going to check just to make sure and, that we're and, not and saying And just, just so you guys can understand, because I know I'm taking a long, but I need you guys yeah. to understand this. Um, in the original, uh, the it's the G911, it means to be completely covered with fluid. So it doesn't mean it has to be water. It can be any fluid. So John the Baptist was newborn. He was baptizing his mother's fluid and baptizing the spirit. So when he came out, he was ready to start his ministry. Right. And, and Jesus was the opposite. But let me get there. Jesus had to wait 30 years to get baptized by the same person that he baptized in the Holy Spirit. Right. I don't know if it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they baptized each, each other. other. And that's full circle. Jesus baptized him all in three in three forms, and and um, and John the Baptist just gave him the only form that he couldn't do it by himself, which was in water. So that's what I'm saying that 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 baptizing yourself in water is only but a faith step. And when the filling and the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes upon your life, then. You can, you can never, ever, 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 ever be the same again right. because you feel fire. You feel, you see, you speak. The Bible says that uh, you feel, um, uh, what's it called? Um, rush of winds. You feel fire. You feel uh, tongues. You feel prophecies. And I, I can keep going, but I don't want to. So please <laughs> yeah. take it away from me. Danny, I was just going to say that I, I love that you're saying this because as you're saying this about Jesus and uh, John, and I know this has nothing to do, I promise we'll move back to the Holy Spirit right now. Uh, it's just, uh, I was going to say that Jesus even shows us how to be interdependent. When he himself could stand on his own, um, he showed us that even he relied on others because that's what the body of Christ has to do, rely on each other. And right. he could have done everything by himself, but he comes and he says, no, even though I'm greater, help me. Uh, you, uh, just Bro, that's so beautiful. Uh, and look, look, how beautiful, look how beautiful it is, it is written. Just, just, just what we were taught today in the evangelism event. That, that John the Baptist tells Jesus, no, 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 Jesus, you should be baptizing me. I'm not worthy of untying your sandals. And sandals means uh, the gospel. And then he tells his disciples, Jesus, go and take my gospels. So not even 
Look, John the Baptist in the Bible was called the greatest of them all. And he wasn't worthy to untie Jesus' uh, sandals. sandals. And yet, we get to take out the gospel. We get to untie Amen. his sandals. That's, That's why he beautiful. says in the Bible, he says, you shall do greater things than that I have done. So John the Baptist almost becomes like secondhand to us. And sometimes I always think, are we even doing half the things that the Holy Spirit wants us to do? Dude, I, can, I know. I can answer I, that question. I no. <laughs> so, so I want to tell you, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the most important one. Mm. And that's the one that if it, nah, if you guys really want to do two more or three more podcasts, we can go with all seven baptisms. But the main one is the one that feels like fire. But I don't know if you have something to say. Do you have something to add on for, for now? I, I do. Yeah, I, I can say. Please, please. Uh, I, I was going to say that uh, I love the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it's so complex. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, and if you haven't, you guys should. Go listen to the apostle. He's been preaching a lot about yeah. the Holy Spirit. Like, Everybody he's just been unleashed with yeah. the Holy Spirit. And I'm so grateful that, number one, we have somebody to teach us like this, right? Um, but I was going to say that uh, one of the things that I always uh, think is like kind of like comical is that people expect that once they're um baptized with the holy spirit like automatically it's going to be tongues right like automatically they're just going to be like um uttering things that only the spirit can understand but if we look at acts when the day of pentecost came uh acts 2 yeah. yeah um it says that uh they were all on acts 2 4 they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance now they were dwelling in jerusalem jews devout men from every nation under heaven <coughs> And at the sound of the, uh, and at this sound the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language, and they were amazed and astonished, saying, "Are not all of these who are speaking Galileans?" And so what I see for well, I mean, if you guys keep on hearing, it's because they were speaking the language of, uh, it's for example like we all speak English here, right? And all of a sudden someone from like. Um, India came, yeah. right? And uh, we started speaking their language, uh, being filled by the Holy Spirit. And they were able to understand what we were saying about God. Our spirits testifying about God through this. So I, I think that's really amazing, right? That we seem to underestimate the Holy Spirit and think yeah. uh, this is the way we want it. But instead, what we should do is just uh, like Matthew. I think it's Matthew. Hold on. Let me just make sure that I'm not reading you guys some um, random Bible verse. Oh, no. It's Luke 11, 13. It says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So I think it's important to ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit and let him manifest it in any way that he wants and any way that would help you testify of because course. being filled with the Holy Spirit like primarily what it does is help you testify about him right it gives you that like power um, the braveness to testify yeah uh, I love that you guys are saying that and honestly even your brother uh, Pastor Luis Ponce Jr. he's been talking about it he talked about it yesterday but the one that he was talking about that I liked was when he was saying to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said that we shouldn't be limiting the Holy Spirit to tongues, to uh, prophesizing. Like the, like yeah. you were saying, it's so complex. And he was saying, he kind of like interpreted Acts 13, 52 to say that God's ever, that we have to choose joy because like, honestly, I'll be a little like, I'll give you guys my testimony. I'm, 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 I'm a little sad kid. Like I get sad, like really easily. And I always think that like, you either are happy or sad. You don't like choose it, it just happens. But when I was, when he was explaining this, it kind of blew my mind because we have to choose joy. We have to choose yeah. God's happiness mm -hmm. because like you guys were saying, when we are here, when we realize and 
start saying that we are the children of God, the enemy's gonna come. We can't tell you like, oh, if you come to Christ, life's gonna be happy. It's not. There's gonna be times where you're just not happy, but you're gonna have to choose. In that moment, when you choose God's choice, the Holy Spirit will come because it isn't about dancing and spinning and coming to church and like raising your hand. That isn't being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's this everyday life choice that we do. You know, I always like to say, I don't know if you were there when I gave this class, but I gave the class and I told that joy is not an emotional mm -mm. feeling, but it's a spiritual uh, sta status. And that's why the Bible says that everybody who was filled by the Holy Spirit came joy because it's because it's not a joy that you're like happy because of what's going on with you. It's not a happy because, oh, life is going well, but it's happiness that your hope is in Jesus. Amen, right. You, you, I mean, until you understand and you stop thinking about, like you, you stop and think about this, the happiness doesn't come because, you know, your life is great because you have money, because you have health. No, no, no. The happiness comes because you know the answer to all of these things, no matter what, is Jesus. Amen. And that is your hope. Therefore, there's a sense of joy within yourself and just with what you said um uh, they were they were just speaking uh, the apostle was just speaking about the three the three uh, reigns of joel this is in joel uh chapter two and and he was speaking about you know condensation and evaporation and that's exactly what happens the holy spirit is a lot as uh, typified as water many 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 times in the bible and when we are filled with the holy spirit it's water that goes within us and spiritually just like Jesus, after he was filled with his water, when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, where was he led right after? To heat. He was led to desert. He was led to through trials. Therefore, that water has to be evaporated to, for it once more to go up to the cloud, have participation. And when it ends up so much, guess what happens? It lands back. And that's why we need this. And we need to understand that when you're sad, when there's troubles coming, and when there's things that are bad, uh, that there's things that are that are coming against your life, it's not for you to be sad, it's not for you to be angry, but in the contrary, for you to rejoice, to say, this is my evaporation moment. Right. And now my evaporation moment, you know what I do? I cling to the word because Jesus said it three times to the devil. It is written, it is written, and it is written. Therefore, that's what uh, we have to cling to when we're evaporated. Amen. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Um, I, I think it's uh, happiness is so overrated. Subjective. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's subjective because uh, the Bible is clear that we will suffer, right? But it says we'll find joy in our sufferings because we're with him. And um, personally, if I can testify about the Holy Spirit, uh, which I, I love, is uh, I think that one of the ways that I've experimented the Holy Spirit um, the most is as a console, consoler. Is that how you say it? Consolador. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm not really like a crazy emotional person. Like I'm not like, oh, like, excuse me, I'm just so sad. I'm just gonna sit here forever. No, I'm, I'm just kind of like, you know, snap out of it, move on. Um, but of course there's been moments in my life where it's like, oh my God, if there's lower than this, I don't know what to do with my life. <laughs> um, and when I have rested in Christ, um, I have been consoled with the Holy Spirit. And I, I that sounds kind of funny, right? But like, I feel like I've come and not even like worship or anything, but like literally just come to say like, I can't, like, please yeah. help me. Like, this is it, like, I'm done, help, please. Um, and it's like, I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit, but I'm not baptized with the Holy Spirit to like fill, but like to bring peace, to bring console, 
consoling. I don't know how to speak English, guys. I'm sorry, I forgot. Uh, but like, it, I don't know. It just brings this like <sighs> peace. Right, yeah. And sure, is there like fire and like I feel like, oh my god, I'm speaking in tongues and wow, this is so cool. High five. Yes, it is. But mostly, I feel like the the purpose of that has been to console. And I, I think it's beautiful, right? Because the Holy Spirit does this in so many ways. I think the problem is we learn not to we don't rest in him when we should. Right. Yeah. Uh, before you say that, I just wanna I just wanna finish what you said. Sometimes, you know what, you know what happens? And honestly, I, I don't know, we were almost reaching to the end of the other episode, but you I'll let you speak to still, but I was gonna tell you guys that it's very important for us to understand and learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit. Because yeah. that is our number one fall. Why? Because, for example, the Holy Spirit comes, right? The Holy Spirit fills you. But every time he fills you, he's not going to give you the same, same feeling every single time. Right? Because right? us as humans, we build resistance. Yeah. Right? And I've seen that in my life. And if I can just uh, just tell you guys my the type of uh, what, what I've gone through. And the first time that God filled me with this Holy Spirit, I prophesied. And I liked it. And I said, God, this is what I've, I've been called to do. Use me. And I tell him, and he used me again. And then... I told him, God, like, I was no longer, you know, crying and bawling anymore. But I was like, God, use me. And then he, he, he told me, look in front of you and there's fire. And I saw fire. He says, all you need to go is under it. That's all you need to do. So I understood there. I was like, okay, okay, okay. The Holy Spirit's there. What needs to change is the way we go in every time. Yeah. And just, just, to say, just the way you... Uh, sorry, I thought I was seeing smoke. I was like, no way. No way. <laughs> the, the, way the, the, the thing that I'm trying to say is, is we have to learn to speak to the Holy Spirit. And not only speak to the Holy Spirit, but listen to Him. Amen. Yeah. Because, for example, He might say, you have a vision, but you can't see it because you don't know how to listen to Him. Or maybe He might give you a prophecy and you say... Maybe something that the Holy Spirit wants you to say, but said it your way, with your slang, with your L.A. slang. And that's not the way that we say it. <laughs> yeah. We say it the way the Bible is spoken, in a way that everybody understands. You know, some, um, sometimes, <coughs> excuse me, sometimes He liberates us. But how do we know He's going to liberate us if we don't know how to, if we don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? How do I know when my sister's angry if I don't have communion with them, with her? Mm -hmm. Right. It's not possible. Or how do I know if one looks at us, hey, be quiet. I need to have communion with her. And that's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit falls in you, fills you up. But if you don't have constant communion with the Holy Spirit, He might give you, He might throw, um, He might throw prophecy. He might throw utterance of words. He might give you a new language. He might even give you a vision. He might even liberate you from the sin you've been battling for the last 15 years, mm -hmm. but you can't hear so and good. you just go, Danny, but why am I the same? I don't have only one, have one option because you don't have any communion with the Holy Spirit. But I'm, I'm sorry, I just don't want to keep it up. You and it's going to be great. So <laughs> <laughs> going, off of, going off to what you're saying, that's why your brother preached about this yesterday, yes. your past, the pastor in Ezekiel 47 about how Ezekiel was having a vision and God told him to measure the distance in, in, the, in the river. As you said, the Holy Spirit can be typified as water. In this case, the current and the flow of the Holy Spirit, the movement. And there's different levels right there because at first you, you you can see in the in the chapter that it goes up to the ankles, ankles, and, the, and he told us the ankles is to be firm and we're firm and you know the doctrine, the Bible, His word. Aka, don't be a weenie. Exactly, <laughs> and we stay, you know, at our, our you know at our church. We don't we're unmovable, right. and then it goes up to your knees, and then that talks about humility. So we have to be humble to what he says, and like it says in Proverbs, 
to rely on God's understanding of things and not our own. Right. That's another way of, you know, leveling up in the Holy Spirit. And then we have to brace ourselves again to again to what we're again to what we're taught. And then the final level is the point where you can't resist the Holy Spirit anymore because you can't because you either swim or you sink. And the whole and the flow takes you to where you need to go, and that's what we we're talking about. We have to go to a level where the Holy Spirit tells us to do something, and we don't resist anymore. Right. We're humble enough. We know God enough. We have that relationship, and we can discern what we have to do based on God's orders. Dude, I literally, I actually, that was great. Like, it's like you spoke prophetically because you were like, I'm going to pass it on. It's going to be beautiful. Yes. Um, uh, I was going to say that, like, the intention of our heart, right? Because sometimes I feel like uh, people are led by, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want to prophesy. I want to speak in tongues so that I can catch up with my friends or so that I can, um, you know, be seen by other people. But if you read, that's, like, not the purpose of being, it's just yearning because you want to be near. You want to be, have everything everything that has to do with God, right? Um, but uh, I, I was just gonna express, you know, like even when we come to Christ like that, his mercy and his grace still baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Like Amen. even when we come with the wrong intentions, God is so good and right. he still does these things for us. And it's amazing, right? And uh, the second thing that I wanted to say was that um, not only does it do these things that are like public and like everybody's like, oh my God, that's so cool. I wonder what they're saying and maybe a different language. Um, if we read Isaiah 61, 1, it says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. So the spirit of the Lord God came upon them. It baptized right. them. It gave them the dunamis, the power to do what? To just bring good news to the poor. Right. And right, that seems like so uh like oh okay, I guess. Okay. But that's something that the Holy, when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, it allows you to do that. You know, uh, he has sent me up to bind up the brokenhearted. So if you're, if you have a friend who's brokenhearted and you help bind them up, the spirit of the Lord was upon you, yeah. uh, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. Like these are all things that sometimes we seem to think of. Like, uh, you know what I think of? Like um, when the Israelites had the cloud of fire, uh, no, the cloud uh, that would keep them cool and the pillar of fire. Yeah. Like eventually they got used to it, right? And, and it's like we been used to these things that the spirit of the lord habilitates us habilitates us to do you know and there are things that are amazing and great that we would not be able to do without him the fact that we can even sit at this table and talk about god and testify and say that we know him is a miracle on its own because if we had lived in the old testament we would not even be a part of this at all at all all. yeah we would yeah we would be condemned to Eternal damnation. Uh, I was going to tell you as well that which is what you said is to share the good news with the poor. Acts 4. It says that uh, the disciples came together and they prayed so hard that the ground shake. I just preached about that like a few like a few hours ago. Uh, and it says that the ground shake and it gave them boldness mm. to speak for uh, about, about the word. So... Um, the Holy Spirit brings a lot of stuff. The Holy Spirit brings power, which is called dunamis. Uh, it brings freedom. It brings uh, just it brings a lot of things, which I think we should make a podcast of just all those things. Yeah, and, I think so. And, too. I, and but what I was gonna tell you is that what brings is boldness. And people have called me bold before, but not for the right things, <laughs> but for the uh, uh, right reasons. And I always ask God, God, what is boldness? And Boldness is in Spanish is como atrevido, like and that's what I'm saying. That when you have bold, when God fills you up, the first thing that you see is that you risk. You start risking it for the Lord, and right. 
and it just happened it just happened to me today it just literally happened happened it happened to me today like i was uh, I, my, my constant prayer with god is god you know uh, fill me with the holy spirit and i want to see uh, i want to see supernatural things that's literally guys if i if i can if you guys would be in my mind uh, 90% of the time <laughs> that is literally what i ask god cuz i i want to see i want to see the lame walk I want to see, uh, but also he's told me, you know, I make a lot of, a lot, I do a lot of supernatural stuff, but you just overlook, look it, right? But right. that's another, yeah, that's, another. That's, that's another, that's another demo, right? But I was, I was thinking, and, and some other man, I came up to me right after I preached, and we were ministering the Holy Spirit, and uh, she goes, uh, my little boy wants to feel the Holy Spirit, and within me, I was just like. How do I do this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how do I do this? The Bible doesn't never said like this is how you minister the Holy Spirit within them. And this little boy like answered me halfway. And I, I, the only thing that I know that that you need to have is faith in Jesus Christ. And I asked him, "Do you have faith in Jesus Christ?" And he goes, "Yes." And I said, "Close your eyes." And he did a quick prayer with me, and the Holy Spirit fell upon him. And I've never seen a seven-year-old cry, cry like that. And I looked with him, and I said. Jesus, literally, all I have to do is have faith, because the power is there. His 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 habilitation, his this moving of the Holy Spirit is there. But what happens is the boldness that we need to do those things. Sometimes it might work, and sometimes you might look like a fool, but that's part of being a that's part of being a bold. You might you might fall, or you might. Or God might catch you in the air, might say, "Oh, I'm right here," but that's part of being bold. Right. And honestly, guys, we've reached 41 minutes. Honestly, Ooh. I know you don't want to say a lot of stuff, but guys, <laughs> in reality, I, 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 I just wanna, I wanna pray over you guys with quick that are listening to me, and I want you guys to know that if you have faith, if you have faith um, um, in Jesus Christ. If you just have a smidget of Jesus Christ, if you have a smidget of faith in Jesus Christ, you guys. Um, you guys can be baptized by the Holy Spirit. And and when I say baptized by the Holy Spirit, I just don't mean crying, but you guys can as simple as as simple as a podcast, it can uh carry on uh to you guys. So whole in Jesus Lord, I ask you, Lord, please, whoever's listening to to this podcast, Father, I ask you, Lord, to please lead Lord open their heart, open their mind, Lord, and I ask you, Lord, with great power that you have that we know that you have you descend upon your people lord i ask that your spirit comes down like fire lord that we can not only withstand we cannot anymore withstand the power and the weight of your glory lord and we must be on our knees lord i ask you lord to please give us visions give us peace lord give us that joy that your holy spirit gives lord and i also ask you lord to please give us the utterance or word lord give us that boldness so we can speak and i ask you lord please continue to fill us with your spirit lord not just today lord not just tomorrow but every day lord so we can have a close communion with your spirit and we can listen to your spirit so we can do as it says father i minister the holy spirit within this podcast that whoever listens lord may be filled with the sound of your voice lord with the sound of your word lord which is the bible lord it is written lord that your holy spirit will be manifested upon all flesh and that is what i call upon today lord in the name of jesus we believe that we are filled by the holy spirit in your name we pray and we believe Amen and amen. amen. Hey guys, it was an amazing time with you guys. I wish we could have a 24-hour podcast, <laughs> but we can't. Uh, but God bless you guys. I hope I see you guys uh, next week. And 
Um, guys, follow us on RedeemLA Instagram. Uh, we also have a TikTok at RedeemLA. So please, 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 please uh, go ahead and follow us. And I'll uh, see you guys next week. Take care. God bless. And may you guys be filled with the Holy Spirit.